I want to welcome you to Daily Drive Time Devotions. We're looking at verses 11 to 16 of Ephesians 2 today, day four in our look at this chapter. And we're going to find as we begin in verse 11 that Paul is repeating a theme. Paul repeats the theme of death and life twice in this chapter. Now, the second time isn't any louder than what we've just studied the last three days. How could it be that this picture of you were dead in your transgressions and sins, but you've been made alive with Christ? So it's it's not any louder, but it is it is broader. In Ephesians chapter 2, Paul begins by telling us what salvation means for the individual. And then beginning in verse 11, he begins to point to what salvation means for us as a group, a fellowship, a body. And he pictures for us here the fact that Christ's life divides human history. The history of the world changed when Jesus came into this world. And the phrase that he uses that we're going to see when we get down to verse 13 is that the way the history has changed is we've gone from being far off to being brought near. Let's read what verses 11 and 12 have to say leading up to that verse. Ephesians 2. Therefore remember that formerly you, you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcised, that done in the body by the hands of men. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of promise, without hope and without God in the world. He says in these verses, I want you to remember. We've been talking about spiritual life history this week. And part of my life history is remembering, remembering who I was before I came to know Christ. That without Christ, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to come to know him. And in these verses, Paul talks about two groups of people. Both need God. He talks about the Jews and the Gentiles. He talks about the circumcision and the uncircumcised, those who were circumcised according to God's command in the Old Testament, and those who are uncircumcised, the Gentiles. And he talks about them in terms of being near and far away. The Jews were God's people, but the Gentiles were far away from God. That's how they saw themselves. And so he says, in Christ, those who were once far away have now been brought near. Far off, he talks about, the Gentiles. He's referring to the fact that those who had not been Jews were socially considered out of the picture, religiously considered out of the picture where God's love was concerned. They were not part of the chosen few. They were not the part of the exclusive club of God's blessing. And the same is true of all of us until we come to know Christ. We are, we're far off. We're in a, in a private Siberia of cold hearts and empty lives. Now, he's talking to the Ephesians here, and he talks to them as if they are all Gentiles. So many people say, is that true? Were, were all the Ephesians Gentiles? Well, we read in the book of Acts that the Jews rejected the gospel when Paul went to Ephesus. And so Paul took it to the Gentiles, the non-Jews. There were, there were a few Jewish believers that are mentioned, but the vast majority in this church were not Jews. They were Gentiles. And so they knew what it was to be far off. What does that feel like? How cold is that Siberia that we talked about a moment ago? Well, this feeling can be all too familiar. And Paul helps us to identify with this feeling with a description. He says, you're, you're separate, you're excluded, you're a stranger, you have no hope, separate from Christ. Families being, being pulled apart is the picture there. Separate from the one who loves you most. Excluded from the commonwealth of Israel. Now, we think of Israel as a place sometimes in our day, but Paul talks about it as a people, not part of God's people. Excluded, this feeling of not being invited. You weren't even invited. A stranger to the covenants of promise. The covenants of promise is talking about the Old Testament. And the Bible says here, you didn't even know about them as Gentiles. You had, in fact, he says, 
no hope. You were without God in the world. You're surrounded by his creation, and yet without his love, without his direction, missing the vital link to life. You've gone from far off, Paul says, and he gives this description that's familiar to so many of us. We didn't live 2,000 years ago when he wrote this, but we understand his description. From far off to brought near. Ephesians 2.13. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. This but now in this verse parallels the but God that we looked at in verse 4. God intervenes, and human history has changed, and personal history has changed, and everything is completely different. And what does this feel like? We just looked at what it feels like to be separated, excluded. What does this feel like to be near? How warm is God's love? Listen to verses 14 to 17. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace, and in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and he preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. In this word peace, Paul is saying there's now no separation, this peace of God. God has accomplished peace between Jew and Gentile, he says. How? We're spiritually on the same plane now. Now, you may not be thinking of this in terms of Jew and Gentile and your common daily life, but the same principles apply to how he applies peace into our lives between the people that you may be having prejudices against and also in regard to what's happening in your own heart. How does God's peace come into fractured relationships, beginning with our relationship with God and then extending out into our relationship with each other? Well, look at what he says here. He says that Jesus is peace and Jesus made peace and Jesus preached peace. First of all, he is our peace. He's the sole source of peace. And you can, you can spell that S-O-L-E or S-O-U-L, however you want to spell it. He's the sole source of peace. And this true peace is a new kind of unity that he's brought into our lives. How does he accomplish this? How does he accomplish peace of heart, peace with God and peace with men? Well, the Bible talks about he does this by breaking down barriers. The barrier has been broken, the dividing wall of hostility. When Paul says that, he's, he's talking of a specific barrier between Jew and Gentile. They would have all recognized it. It was the wall that divided the court of the Gentiles at the temple, this outer court, from the court of the women, the Jewish women. The court of the Gentiles was as far as a Gentile could go towards getting close to the temple of God. They were physically far off. And then there was a court of the women. They could go a little bit closer. And then a court of the men, they could go a little bit closer. And then the priests could go a little bit closer. It was all about how close you could get. And in between the court of the Gentiles and the court of the women, there was this wall three or four feet high. Back in 1871, an inscription from this wall was dug up. It says, let no one from any other nation come within the fence and barrier around the holy place. Whosoever will be taken doing so will himself be responsible for the fact that his death will ensue. They took this wall seriously. This was no keep off the grass kind of sign. They were separated. But now the wall has been broken down. A barrier of separation and hatred broken down. Barrier of separation between us and God, but also in these verses, a barrier of separation between us and others. 
Do you have any barriers like that between you and God right now, between you and others? Jesus died to break the barrier down. Jesus is the barrier breaker. His forgiveness breaks down the barriers between individuals, between groups, and between us and God. And whenever, whenever I allow, whenever you allow a barrier between you and someone else, between you and some other believer in Jesus Christ, you are counting as worthless what Jesus Christ did on the cross. The Bible says here that he broke down the barrier. And then another picture that's given is he created in himself one new man in place of the two. What is that talking about? That's talking about the church. This one new man is the church. Notice in the next verse it says, in this body, referring back to this new man, it's the body of Christ. It's what Jesus has done. We're going to see as we walk through these last verses in Ephesians 2, the theme of unity again and again and again. One nation, one family, one temple we're going to talk about tomorrow. And here he made the two into one. We are united by Christ. We can choose to live divided. But if we do, we have to realize that is our choice, not Christ's choice. We can use to live life divided between us and God. That's our choice, not Jesus' choice. He died. His blood was shed so that you and I can make a different choice. The barrier is broken down. So because of that, the Bible says he reconciles both of us to God in one body through the cross. That's where it happens, at the cross. That's what it means to be brought near. He is our peace. He makes both groups into one. He breaks down the barrier. And how does he do that? By his blood. How does he do that? Through the cross. That is the cost of bringing you and I near. Near means access to the Father. Near means I'm in the place of knowing how deeply he loves me every day of my life. And that because of that, out of that, that peace that he has made between myself and him, I can offer that same gift of unity to somebody else. He's brought us near. As we pray today, let's take a minute to talk to him about that and what that means. First, thank him. Thank you, God, that you brought me near. But I encourage you today to also say, God, I want to live out what this means. I thank you that you brought me near, that you made peace between me and you because of what Jesus did on the cross. Help me now to take seriously what that means in my life. To not live divided from you or divided from others. Help me to take seriously what your peace means in my life. You have broken down the barrier, Jesus. And now we both have access to you, all of us together, because of the cross. So today, help me not to treat anyone as inferior or lesser or further away from you. We're all invited. So I pray for the grace of God to see everyone as you see them, loved by you, invited by you. And for those who haven't yet accepted that invitation, God, give me the grace to say just the right word at the right time to help them to know. And for those who are living in that grace, help me, to, help me God, today to take care of any divisions that are between me and another believer. Because of what you've done, Jesus. Give me the power that comes can, can only come from the cross. And I ask for this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Well, join us tomorrow as we finish our study together of Ephesians chapter 2.